Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. This morning's Gospel reading is from the Gospel of St. Luke. Chapter 10, verses 21 to 28, just seven verses. The gospel begins with the Lord Jesus Christ being happy, rejoicing. Why is the Lord Jesus Christ so happy and rejoicing in the beginning of this gospel reading? It's because he sent his disciples to go heal diseases, to cast out demons, and they came and rejoiced because they were doing the work of God and providing salvation and healing and comfort to the world. This is the mission that God gave his disciples. So the apostles were happy because they saw the greatness of God, but also that the Lord Jesus Christ was happy because salvation was coming to these people. That's why it says that Jesus rejoiced. That's why it begins with that. But today's reflection is more on this phrase that we hear in the beginning, which it says that he has hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and revealed them to babes. I like the word little ones instead of babes. There's translation that says little ones instead of a baby. We're little ones. Our message today is to understand to be wise, to be a Christian, is to be little, is to be a little one. Not wise in the worldly sense, but wise by being simple. That simplicity is what exactly he's looking for in a criteria for people to do the work of salvation. St. Clement of Alexandria says, Rejoicing in the Spirit, Jesus said, I praise you, Father God of heaven and earth, that you have revealed, or if you, you have actually hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and revealed them to the little ones. So for the worldly wise people, it's hidden. And for the little ones, it is revealed. You can see, you can see the work of God as a little one of God's children. St. Clement of Alexandria says something really important. He says, our teacher, the Lord Jesus Christ, is naming us, the Christians, the little ones, meaning that we are the more ready for salvation than the worldly wise people. St. Clement uses the word worldly wise. The worldly wise people that believe themselves to be wise and are blinded by their own, own eyes. I can't help but remember the story from the Pilgrim's Progress. As we're reading that in the church with the youth, we're reading the Pilgrim's Regress by Saint, I'm sorry, C.S. Lewis. So we're also reading, uh, some of us, the Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. It's a famous book, and there's a lot of stories in the book about a man named Christian. The book is very direct with the titles of the characters. So Christian is a Christian. He's leaving a city that's going to be destroyed. He wants to go to a city called the Celestial City, the Heavenly City, and he, he finds a man named Evangelist. Evangelist is also a very direct title for one of the evangelists that would lead you to the gospel to the salvation to the kingdom of heaven and then as 
Christian is leaving, he has this very heavy backpack. It's called his burdens. His burdens are like his sins. And he's traveling down a path that evangelist tells him to take. And he says, it's going to be difficult, but continue and be steadfast. And it's interesting. Christian, the, the, the pilgrim in the story, he comes to a man named Worldly Wise. Mr. Worldly Wise. That's his name. And it's directly trying to get us explicitly to see worldly wisdom. So Mr. Worldly Wise says to Mr. Christian that's on the path, oh, that's a big burden you're carrying on your back there. How did you get that? And he pointed and he said, because I read this. Because I read the Bible, I know my sins. He said, ah, that's why. Mr. Worldly Wise. Ah, that's why. Because you read the Bible. The pilgrim says, a man named Evangelist told me if I follow this path, I will find a gate and I will be able to get rid of my sins, my burdens. Mr. Worldly Wise says, Evangelist told you that? That's strange. He told many people to take this path. It's a very hard path. You've got to be ready for this dangerous path. You're going to get tired, and you're going to face a lot of struggles. I'm surprised you made it from the swamp of, of Despond. That was the other location he was in. It was a trial. He got through it. That's what Mr. Worldly Wise is telling Christian, the pilgrim. He said, if you continue on this path, you're going to be faced with exhaustion, pain, hunger, thieves, and even death. And you're going to meet a man named Apollyon, which is the devil, and he's going to destroy you. So Mr. Christian, or Christian the pilgrim, is now getting a little persuaded. Mr. Worldly Wise says, take the easy path. The easy path is called friendship and contentment. You'll find it comfortable. Be content. You'll find friends. And you're going to go on this path, and you're going to find a guy named Mr. Legality. Mr. Legality is going to help you get rid of your sins. He's going to be very legalistic with you, and he's going to remove your sins. So what does Christian do? He goes down the wrong path. He goes down the path of Mr. Worldly Wise. And what happens? He finds a hill, and in the story it says this hill is like the hill to Mount Sinai in the Bible. And Christian is being faced with like a lot of difficulties. He's finding it, he can't climb up. So he's about to fail, and he's about to turn back and go home and not be someone on his way to the celestial city. So he finds evangelist appearing to him like an angel. So evangelist says to him, what brought you this way? Didn't we say you should stay on the path? He said, it seems that you listened to Mr. Worldly Wise. And so Evangelist told him three things. Be careful of Mr. Worldly Wise in these three things. These are the three things that he does. Number one, he led you off the right path. He made you get off the path. Remember that. Worldly wisdom takes you off the path. It takes you off of your destination. It takes you off of your target. And then he quotes scripture. He says, strive to enter the narrow gate. 
because narrow is the gate that leads to life and there are few who find it. He said, number two, Mr. Worldly Wise wanted you to be offended of what Christ did by dying on the cross. He didn't want you to see your sins and that he could forgive you, Christ could forgive you of your sins through the cross. And then he quotes another verse from scripture, he that will save his life will lose it, but he who seeks after the Holy One will save it. The third thing he said Mr. Worldly Wise misled you in was this, he wanted you to go to Mr. Legality so that you could be bound by the law and that you could die in your sins and not make it to heaven. Those are the three things. Worldly wisdom takes you off the path. It makes you deny the cross because it's foolishness to a lot of people in the world. And it makes you also be legalistic to solve your problems. And that's worldly wisdom. If we are Christians and we are really the little ones of the church and the little ones of Christ's flock, we have to remember what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Blessed are the pure in heart. When I think of a little one, I think the little one has a pure eye. The pure eye allows them to believe, to see, to understand, to trust the evangelist, to trust the Bible, to trust the cross, to be simple, to be humble. To be a little one is to be pure in heart. For you shall see God, you will see the kingdom of heaven. And then it says, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For many righteous people have desired to see these things and have not seen them and to hear these things and have not heard them. That's what we always repeat in the gospel litany. But it's also in this reading of the scripture. Blessed are you because you saw. Blessed are you because you heard. Many people wish to see and to know and to understand these things, but they never did. So, the third part of the gospel shifts into a lawyer. It's interesting. There was Mr. Legality in the story and worldly wisdom. And now at the end of this, you have the lawyer. When you first read this, it's confusing. Why? Because what shall we do to enter the kingdom of heaven? He answers correctly. Christ says to him, you answered correctly. If you read it very quickly, you might actually take the side of the lawyer and say, oh, good job, you, you, you got the answer right. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. That's a good answer because that's called the Shema. The Shema in the, the Old Testament is the Hebrew commandments. He just knew his Old Testament. He just knew the Old Testament. It's an easy answer. It's not a hard answer. But the harder one is love your neighbor as yourself. And St. Cyril of Alexandria said, this lawyer asked him out of arrogance, not because it says he tempted him or he tested him. Who is a lawyer to test and to tempt Christ? So from the beginning, the question is not coming from a good place. It's just to show that he has information. And information is not enough, but it's walking the Christian walk of loving your neighbor. How could you love God who you do not see if you do not love neighbor whom you do not see? We actually should read to the verse 37 of Luke chapter 10 because it ends at verse 28. But if we go to 37, we find out who the neighbor is. Love God and love your neighbor. So who's my neighbor? The Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan is someone who finds someone who needs help, band-aids him, puts ointment on him, puts him in the inn, and takes care of him. That's Jesus Christ. 
a symbol of him and the church and the sacraments. So I want to say that to be really little ones of God, to be children of God, we have to understand how to be aware of like the wisdom of God and the simplicity that God seeks in us so that we could be truly the workers of God's kingdom and his vineyard. I just want to end with a, a, a true story that happened in our church. I know that you uh, experienced the f festival the last two weeks. Did you see the puppet show? Did you like the puppet show? I think a lot of the kids like the puppet show. Let me tell you the background story of the puppet show. The puppet show was actually a result of a good Samaritan from our church. And I won't say who, and I won't say why, and I won't say details so that we don't take the blessing. And I don't care to talk about even the extent of his love, this man, for our church. But he even took the effort to write a letter to our church. And Abuna Ya'ub has the letter. What I'm trying to say is there was a good Samaritan in our church. He was attending the Bible study on a Sunday. And what happened was, to make a long story short, they saw a man coming off the Palisade Parkway with his car. It was like a medical emergency. All right, so he came in, we were here, and they noticed him in the parking lot. So they ran to his aid, and they called an ambulance for him. And this good Samaritan didn't just stop there, but he took the man's car to the hospital so that when it was over, he would find his car and his keys. So the man was moved so much by this, this service. And he said this in the letter, and he said many good things. This is being a good Samaritan. This is loving your neighbor. Loving your neighbor is loving anyone. St. Jerome says, for all people are our neighbors, not only our brothers and our relatives, but also a stranger. Even someone we don't know, someone we're meeting for the first time, is an opportunity to actually serve the Lord Jesus Christ and not just know the Shema, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and your mind, but actually to live the Christian faith. And glory be to our God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.